give a short talk recorded live hello this is citizens against harmful technology um we do this sunday night call at 8:30 p.m. eastern standard time every week our website is citizensaht.org uh, you'll find a forum there, a 44-page booklet called What is a Targeted Individual that's very informative uh, and a plethora of information on a variety of topics to include implants. Uh, anybody who's new to the call uh, and hasn't been to the website, welcome. Uh, we are known as the safe place for TIs and work really hard to to make that be true. Uh, if you haven't used TalkShoe before, um, you hit star 8 on your phone, and that tells me that you want to be unmuted. Uh, usually, at least in the beginning of the call, I have everybody unmuted, and then you use star 6 on your phone to mute yourself and to unmute yourself to interact in the call. If you're using a cell phone, it's a good idea not to have it up close to your body because you're already being exposed to enough radiation. So using a speakerphone is great, but you have to keep yourself muted because it causes a time delay between the microphone and the speaker on your phone uh, if you don't use the star six feature to mute yourself. Um, otherwise, I don't need to go into a long introduction because we only have about a half hour left. Um, the The call ends automatically after five hours, and then I reopen a new late-night call after that, which maybe 25 people show up for, and sometimes it's people that are in need of specific help, and sometimes it's just good people that you know show up and people that can't get some sleep. So... Um, feel free to just reload the call after it ends at about 1.30 in the morning, which will be happening in about 40 minutes from right now. So um, that's about all I need to say. If you haven't been to the website, do go there. Hit the subscribe button uh, to get the newsletter every week. And if you did hit subscribe and you're not getting the newsletter, then write a little email to Skizit, who runs the website, and uh, her email is skizit, S-K-I-Z-I-T, at protonmail.com, and let her know that you did hit subscribe and you're not getting the newsletters. Uh, there's a whole archives of over a year of newsletters, so we're probably pushing about 60 of those since she does them every week, of really informative information in our research and in things that, that many TIs send us. And uh, let's see, again, I'd really like it to get on this recording, even though it's only going to be about 40 minutes long, that uh, the movie Control Factor, which was made in 2002, 2003, you can go to twomovies.net, which is T-W-O, movies.net, and they give you a variety of uh, servers, and some of them, like VidLocker, you'll come to know on the list, are easy to get into. They try and hit you with ads and stuff, and you just you know X out those ads, hit play on the movie, and you can watch just 
thousands, if not millions, of movies for free at twomovies.net. Uh, make sure you have, you know, good antivirus and malware and ad blockers on your computer, and it, it makes it pretty easy to see quite a variety of movies. And I've been putting a list together of movies that are, you know, therapeutic for us to watch and some that are portraying what we're going through. But Control Factor is definitely a movie that friends and family that don't believe you should see. So uh, welcome to the call. If anybody has any questions or comments, um, feel free to hit star 8 on your phone, and I'll start unmuting some people. And, you know, let's have some interaction here and, and take turns. And it's been a really busy call tonight, which is... Uh, why I didn't get a moment in edgewise to be able to turn on the recording. So for those that are going to get this short recording later, I'm sorry I didn't get it turned on earlier tonight, um, but we'll cover everything that we can possibly cover in the time that's left. So welcome to the call. Hi, um, Neil. Hi. Hi. Uh, this, oh. is, um, this is Amy, and then I've got Frank on the line with us right now. He's talking with him. You wanted to know what time your call goes to? Goes it to being tortured. It runs about eight thirty to one thirty in the morning, and then we do a late night call a few minutes after that. Are you Are there, we... Frank? Yeah. So you're, he's running. Yeah. He's running until from one thirty until when? Uh, it, it's eight thirty until one thirty in the morning Eastern Standard Time. Okay. What's the topic? I'm sorry I missed your call. I didn't well, know. Yeah, the, the topics are very diverse. Yeah, you always have really good calls. I mean, you're spot on sharp and very good technical. You were talking, to, I just heard a little bit about DNA something. What, what oh, were you it, talking about? Well, DNAfrequencies.com DNA is... DNA Frequencies. Uh, uh, a lady who uses the DNA formula with, or a, a mathematical formula with the DNA on a variety of pathogens to come up with frequencies that will oscillate at the exact same rate as a pathogen. So you can use a frequency generator called a Rife machine and literally blow them up inside your body. Uh, Are you serious? So, yeah, I'm serious. I'm I'm using one and have for almost 20 years. So are you saying it blows, it blows up the pathogen or blows up the person? No, it blows up the pathogen. Oh. And, and they have handheld tubes and steel foot plates, oh. and you can use those units are, you know, not as expensive, but the other ones use a plasma tube that actually delivers the radio frequencies through light so uh, you can treat 100 people in one room by turning one of these on, uh, you amazing. know, for particular problems. And the, oh. the beam tubes actually penetrate inside of a cell, so any intracellular infections end up being blown to bits, too. Hey, Neil, I'm going to the doctor Friday with your information that you sent me. I can't thank you enough. Oh, you're welcome, going- Frank. I'm going to present him with that information since the symptoms are very similar. Yeah, yeah, they they are. If there's anything else 
that he wants elaborated on. You know, as you can tell, I'm having to do some pretty extensive research in in that direction of of the pathogens because of what I've been through in the last year. So uh, if there's anything else he needs to know, uh, I will give a warning that, you know, the the casual answer of antibiotics is not really casual at all. Uh, they they show the okay. incidence of colon cancer to go up significantly from using oh. antibiotics. So I'm putting a protocol together, uh, and as I mentioned, that one electroacupuncture device to you uh, could possibly be used locally um, because I figure if you can't do it with frequencies, you can do it with electricity, and that's how I beat the redesigned black fungus gnat larva that they put under my skin that was eating me alive. I, I killed it with, oh with electricity gosh. with a TENS unit. Wow. I have a TENS unit for my fractures. My back. So you're saying that, like, Cipro can cause colon cancer too? Well, I'm not going to say Cipro in particular, but I will say that the scientific community has done further research on antibiotics, and it should not be taken so casually to put those in your body, especially since we have designer diseases around that have been genetically altered uh, by taking an antibiotic that may cause one particular pathogen infection to thrive in a person while it kills another it's just going to create another set of problems, let alone causing what you already have in you to mutate and be resistant against it. Look, I, I saw people go through the whole gamut of antibiotics with Lyme disease, and uh, a lot of them are dead now. And, oh, and I no. chose not to do that. I bought a Rife machine and got frequency sets to kill it. Hi, Neil. Um, I'm in New York, and um, I'm going to request your newsletter. Can you hear me? Yes, I hear you. Hi. Um, Yeah, I'm getting blasted around the ear, and I had a demo of almost like a bone-crushing thing. Um, What can I do to um, to protect myself better, do you think? Well, I mean, there, it's a, a variety of delivery systems. If you get muted right now, I'm looking for that background noise. It sounds like it stopped. Anyway, uh, there's a variety of delivery systems, so there has to be a variety of methods to counteract them. Uh, right. Some people have cochlear implants. Um, it, it's being reported by Lookout for Charlie that we all have sporotrichosis, which is proving itself out to be a conductive fungus and a glue uh, to hold things like smart dust and quantum dots, which are frequency-responsive two-way radios and semiconductors being put on and in us so that they can do these kind of things. Um, And, of course, you know, a variety of implant technology that's evolved through the years. So, So I have a feeling that those of us that are you know, in older generations compared to younger generations have some of the older implant technologies uh, put in us. And, you know, some of us are 
and having thoughts come out of nowhere that when we got our wisdom teeth out, they put in bone conducting implants right up to our jawbone. So, you know, well, maybe one person you'd hope they're paranoid, but when you start hearing it from more than one, then you're kind of wondering. You know, I have yeah. no proof of that, but anyway, disabling implants, uh, there's a design that I've put together that somebody told me about using um, about 100-pound pull magnets and putting them on a round plexiglass plate by, mm-hmm. take, by taking a... Um, a compass and holding it over a magnet, you can determine whether it's north or south side. And the way this this little unit that I've made is to, to test out that was shared with me um, is by putting four magnets equally spaced on a round disc made of plexiglass or Lexan so it doesn't magnetize the whole base plate that it's mounted to. And the four magnets are mounted so it goes north-south, north-south. Um, I don't mean to be giving you information of something you're probably not going to go out in your garage and build tonight and uh, let me know if you got relief from or not. Yeah. But I- I'm doing my best to come up with some designs right now uh, that we'd be able to build a-, a quantity enough that would be beneficial for some of the symptoms. Uh, I certainly would be speculating to say any particular delivery system that I would say I know this is what's causing your ear to hurt. Um, it's like a beaming from left to right. Um, you know, the beam locks in. Mm-hmm. And well, it's, that, it pulses sometimes. That That sounds, you know, very much like what I've been through in the last 16 or 17 years of uh, wh- whatever the hookup is with the remote neural monitoring. So mm-hmm. um, have you heard about Dave Case's CD? Yeah, I have. Okay. It, it might be worth your while if you can handle it uh, to get a copy of that CD. You can write Vulcan, V-U-L-C-A-N, Wolverine at Gmail. Uh, that's Kyle, and he'll get you connected to get a free copy of that. You have to buy some $15 Koss, K-O-S-S, Pro headphones on Amazon or eBay uh, that go up to 24 kilohertz, or what's 24,000 Can you think of a way that I could take that disc around with me so that I could be protected while I'm outside of my, you know... Yeah, I mean, just just an MP3 player that you could carry in your pocket with, uh, you know, they all have a standard 3.5 millimeter uh, jack that hooks into the headphone jack on them, so those cost headphones would work for that. Um, So you would be able to do it, but, um, you know, I've been so busy that I haven't had a chance to use the CD and I do know what you're talking about. It's really irritating when they turn up the intensity. It feels like it's hurting my brain of that, that going back and forth thing you're talking about. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, I have a feeling yeah. that getting that R&M connection off of you would probably stop that delivery system from being able to do that. Get a personal CD player and get that headset Put it in a pocket of a hoodie and carry it with you because if you don't, it'll probably be stolen anyway. So um, I play that 
all the time that I'm awake when I'm not talking with people, and then I turn it down and I go through two AA batteries a day, and it's worth it to me. I buy them at Harbor Freight, a big whack of them, or at BJ's, and you can get them very cheap, and um, it's just the way of life. Yeah, well, I would do. I'll do it if I can. Um, I do have a portable CD player, but it's big. And will um, it fit in your pocket? No. Yeah, get one no, of these I, from Amazon or someplace like that. They're like twenty-five dollars or something, and you put it on replay and just keep playing it all the time. And they, it doesn't work as well when you're conscious. I'm finding <clears throat> you people that sleep will get much more benefit from it. You have to be sleeping for it to really work well. But even yes. during the day, as much as you can use it, it should help some. Yeah, well, that's that's good. Um, I'll work on doing that if I can. Well, I've hooked up something. Maybe I can do that. And then again, um, don't use don't use Wi-Fi. No, don't use Wi-Fi or satellite TV. If you can get the smart meter off your house, call your power company and tell them you're having health problems. Oh, I've been through that. I've been through it. Um, you know, um, they claim there isn't a smart meter yet, but there is a um, there is a uh, tower on top. There are several um, communications relay devices on top of the building, but um, um, I think I know possibly why. I'm not sure, but maybe why it's it's kind of rough right now. The other person in the house, um, he doesn't really get it. And um, uh, you know, it's, it's rough. Um, he's using the computer. He's using another computer, and he's doing something where he's posting. Then you know, I'm suffering, and he doesn't get it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Neil, and thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, anyone with a with a contribution. Um, it's um, you know, you feel you feel as if you, you uh, how can you live more than a few days? I mean, you want to, but um, and when I when I go to read, I'm finding um, you know, I'll have a word gone, and um really doing the acoustic number on you too. You know, like a, an entire word now instead of just Yeah, Neil, I've I've gotten Thank hit by can I I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. That's fine. Thank you for any and all time. And Neil's right, we, we do have to cooperate, you know, amongst ourselves and in the world out there or, you know, what's gonna be left? Yeah. I've been, Neil, I had a question for you. This is Teresa in Colorado. I think I was waiting. Hi. I've been like heavily targeted and it feels like a pulsating um, signal and it's like, it's really upsetting my nerve endings. It's like they're hitting me constantly with it and it's just harder and harder and um, it um, sometimes they'll hit me and I'll almost pass out on the floor. It's like I I can't, my vision completely goes. 
and I like I can't even focus. I was wondering, what do you think that was possibly, and is there any way I can shield from it? I mean, I've I've noticed, and I'm I'm gonna finish what I gotta say first, but I have um, worked at a company that has events all over Colorado. It's Argus, and I noticed that I was at Sports uh, Dick Sporting Good Park, and they flew like two huge drones right down by me, and the venue doesn't allow drones around it. But they're arrogant. They're real arrogant. But I've noticed that these drones are following me everywhere. And I don't know if that's the delivery system that's hitting me with these signals. Yeah, I mean, the drones are a real problem. And anybody who uh, wants to get brave and look up drone jammers. Yeah, I did do that. If you want to be nude bathing in your backyard and it's your property and some pervert wants to, you know, take his little drone that he bought off of Amazon and get videos of you or something, that's not cool. I mean, if it was the Old West, you'd pull out your shotgun and blow the thing out of the sky. (laughs) Exactly. So so these days, you know, if you want to see me naked, come knock on my door and ask. Do you think think these drones, I mean, this drone that flew by me was quite large. It was probably five foot around and had a bunch of equipment on it. Do you think it, it could be delivering these signals or is this something that they're using with that redirection? Oh, yeah, no, no. These are, some of these bigger drones are definitely frequency generator outfitted. Yeah. And it, and it is. It's a major problem. I mean, I, I don't say some things on my call. I tried out a $600 jammer that jammed Wi-Fi and a bunch of other stuff, and and it had sensitivity adjustments so that I didn't block any telecommunications and piss anybody off because you'd end up in jail for it. And I don't talk about that on my call because I don't want anybody to get in trouble. But, you know, being in R&D, it is my job to reach out over the edge and test a few things out and see if we can come up with safe ways to do some of these things. Yeah, which, which jammer did you end up buying? Um, it, it, it was the one that's $598 on jammerall.com, and it did not work, and it ran my power bill up. So, really? Uh, once again, they're adap- adaptive. It did not work. We got no relief at all. Oh, well, I mean, I'm glad we, I did. Well, that's that's upsetting. I know that I had sent you a email about um, this homemade jammer that. Um, oh yeah, yeah, I got that. I haven't had a chance. Yeah, to... it was um, it was off of uh, from the trenchesworldreport.com, and it how to build a radio uh, slash a drone jammer, and it it was called a, a spark gap transmitter or an oldest type yeah, of radio transmitter. Yeah, I can't wait to look at it. I appreciated you sending that. Yeah, and it, you know, it, they recommend it, and you can make this jammer for fifty dollars. But it does, wow. it does, it does say that it, it, it said that um, um, in World War Two that it delayed their complete ban outside the emergency 
communications for a few years. Now the only way to use them legally is inside a Faraday cage. But I I don't know know you know what the range is or if it would be any better than what you bought off you know this uh, radio this other jammer store. But they recommended they recommended actually, um, yeah. That's actually the same thing as old telegraph uh, with a spark gap. The difference is they didn't have capacitors back then. And what all you do is you come off the negative side of the spark gap, and that's your antenna. Yeah. That's what it says. It sends a high-voltage current through an air gap. When when the resistance of the air breaks down, the spark will cross the gap. When this happens, it, it, it causes an electromagnetic radiation is emitted. And it says, you know, that I don't know how powerful it is, but I was just curious if if you couldn't get your jammer thing to work, if this would work. But it says, um, you know, the range of this type of jammer is based on X2 properties, antenna uh, resonance, field strength, and modulation, and terrain. And that's what it basically said. So I don't know if it would work, but I was, I have my roommate, and I was going to ask his his father to see if he could try to make one for me. But um, Crazy. I, yeah, I don't know if it'd be any better than this jammer. If I know that these drones are flying at least four or five miles above, you know, the earth, they're they're flying way way out from where I'm at, and. Um, I don't know if it would work, but I also found another thing on the Internet, which was a different type of approach, and it was talking about um, basically putting a um, virus in the drone, and that, um, where is that one, it's called Bill A. White. Yeah, build a Wi-Fi drone disabler with Raspberry Pi. Have you oh, looked at that one? No, I haven't looked yet. But I put a star on that email. Yeah, I don't know if I put that down there, but I'll send you another email. With This one looks interesting. It says what you can do is um, basically, you know, I mean, these drones are what is causing all my problems. I'm almost sure of it. They've been following me ever since this whole thing started. And when they first fried my brains out, I'm almost positive that it was, I didn't know what it was at first, but I think it was, it could have been a direct energy weapon that was used by a huge drone that they've um, redirected uh, the satellite signal from. But I'm not sure. But um, this other one was kind of interesting, and I'll send you the email to that. Um, there was, there's also some drone finders that I saw on the internet that some of these stadiums get. They actually find the drones. Have you looked at that, Neil? No. Yeah, they've got a little society with the drones. I'll look that up again and and give you that information. But they've got these little drone finders and, um, it basically says is what they do is find the drones and then takes it down. But I, you know, and then they have these drone guns 
And I don't think these drone guns would work on these huge-ass drones that they're using, but, right. you know, it, it's a thought. But I was just curious about this Raz, this uh, other one that talked about putting a uh, virus. Um, let me see. I'm, there's a bunch of them on, and I was interested in it because I basically have noticed that now, wherever I go, I've got these drones, and then during the day, they fly so high, you cannot see them. Yeah. Now, I did, I did catch one when I was going to Walmart the other day, and it happened to flip just enough so I could see it was a huge black drone, and I could see it just flip up. But most of the time, you cannot see the drone. And I've been getting this really pulsating signal that's just, I mean, I've got, they've told me, my. I've got Voice of Skull. And when they flew them down by me by Dick's Sporting Goods Park, I was like, okay, you guys are really getting arrogant, you know. And they flew them down by me, and they were good-sized drones, and they had some instrumentation on them, I'll tell you what. And I'm pretty sure that this is what I've been attacked by. And I tell you what, I've been attacked so badly since Easter I mean, I dragged my ass out of bed, barely dragging my ass out of bed lately. But I know that this Epsom salt thing does work, you know. And my problem is, is I, I did email you, and yeah, see, they're outside right now. They're probably about six miles away from me, shooting me. It's flickering. But, um, and I, I know what they look like because I, I grew up in Alaska and I know how far stars are away. And I, I truly believe that some of these cops in Colorado just don't know what the hell they're talking about. They're like, oh, that's a star. And I'm like, <laughs> it, it, no, it's not. <laughs> they have one that, I mean, they get real arrogant on the weekends because I think they're, they're, these people are doing drugs or whatever. But they they'll fly one down that has just a huge bright light and they're like oh that's a planet and i'm like no it's not (laughs) i'm like okay this is not a planet but i did one night you know i had i've got the police kind of on my side and they go call the faa and i called the faa and they said well i we can't do anything unless you get pictures of it and i said well you know they They've managed to get into my phone and screw up my camera. And every time I take my a picture, they pull that picture off of my phone. So I got, I started just taking pictures and pulling my CD cards out because I've got an old Lumina Microsoft phone, so I can pull what, my. What about getting a tel- Yeah. That would probably. A what? A telescope? A telescope? To be able to yeah, see that, I mean, I don't know. They're still going to hit me. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather get true. a, I mean, I need to get a picture there's, of it. There's one that but, can take a picture. I don't know if they have Yeah, those, I but. don't know what, what kind of camera that I could get that would take a picture and they couldn't pull it off there because a lot of these cameras require some kind of website or some kind of CD card and they've been able to you know, pull it off my my uh, phone that I could, I guess I could try to get a GoPro and see if it would work, but, I, you know, they're so far away sometimes. Some days they're really, really close. But anyway, 
this other this other thing that I found um it says that um let me see it was the this build a wi fi drone disabler um raspberry p i what they what they tell you to do um is actually get a parrot a r uh drone a two point um um, and then you actually fly it up there. I guess it's illegal to access computer system. They don't, you don't own or to damage them. But I mean, it's it's public dialogue on drone regulations. It's critical to understand that. But um, the impact on the society and everything is, you know, I mean, you have no recourse. You can't go to the police. You can't go to the FAA because they don't. Unless they're flying four or five miles from a airport or a venue, which I'm working at all the time, and they do it anyway, and they don't enforce it, they don't enforce it. Um, so I mean, I'm I'm willing to try anything. I don't care if what you know if I bring down their damn drones, and if they're not <laughs> registered, you know, I mean, they're basically you're supposed to register these drones if they're over a certain weight. And um, I don't think they, you know, they do. I'm sure they don't because they're doing sh- stuff that's illegal. But um, it, I'll send you this this um, website um, and this uh, information, Neil, and see what you think. Yeah, this factor would be a great idea. Yeah, it it's, um, it was interesting, and the drone finder. You know, I was looking at that. I it may cost way over that mo- most people or any of us could afford, but I mean, because I was looking at it, you have to kind of be a part of a corporation to be able to take classes and even to figure out how to fly. It was like eight hundred mm-hmm. to two thousand for a class, and then. But I mean, if we're a society and we find out that a lot of this is done with these big ass drones. Then we could get together and buy this, find this drone finder, and take these bastards out of the sky. But um, anyway, I I thought it'd be neat. This is a, you know, you take this AR drone 2.0 and um, take it up, and then you you load this program on your computer. It says using a laptop computer USB Wi-Fi card in our our new antenna will explore a very simple attack. Power on the, the AR dot drone 2.0 and have a friend fly it around using this app. After a few seconds, it accesses it accesses the point where sh- uh, point should also show up in your available wireless network. It connect to the network um, and. I guess you put a default, what is it? I'll send it to you. There's a lot to say about yeah, it, but I'll yeah, send it I'll right. send it to you and maybe you can, you know, uh, have a, uh, a talk show, show or, and just try to tell everybody what, what I've found. But I thought it'd be interesting to try to do. Well, I, sure. mean, I mean, it, it'd be basic, fun to just take it over and then have it land in your backyard. And then, yeah, that's what it basically says, is that when you take this little teeny drone up and put 
some kind of virus in it, and and what it does, it interrupts their radio signal to the drone, and then it, and then it, it basically, it will. You can fly the drone right to to your front door, and if they right. don't have, they don't have it registered, they don't have anything to say about it. It's no, your I, drone. You know, I mean, the fun part would be that you could put it on Craigslist and sell it back to the bastard <laughs> that was spying on you. Probably. <laughs> Probably, huh? 